Matt forgot himself and ran up to the fallen rider, expecting to find him half dead. The boy, however, only winked rapidly for a second, then lay calmly looking up at the new face with a surprised, Hello? Hello, returned Nat, not knowing what else to say and thinking that form of reply both brief and easy. Are you a new boy? asked the recumbent youth without stirring. Don't know yet. What's your name? Nat Blake. Mine's Tommy Bangs. Come up and have a go, will you? And Tommy got upon his legs like one suddenly remembering the duties of hospitality. Guess I won't till I see whether I'm going to stay or not, returned Nat, feeling the desire to stay increase every moment. I say, Demi, here's a new one. Come and see to him. And the lively Thomas returned to his sport with unabated relish. At his call, the boy reading on the stairs looked up with a pair of big brown eyes, and after an instant's pause, as if a little shy, he put the book under his arm and came soberly down to greet the newcomer, who found something very attractive in the pleasant face of this slender, mild-eyed boy. "'Have you seen Aunt Jo?' he asked, as if that was some sort of important ceremony. "'I haven't seen anybody yet but you boys. I'm waiting,' answered Nat." "'Did Uncle Laurie send you?' proceeded Demi, politely but gravely. "'Mr. Lawrence did. "'He is Uncle Laurie, and he always sends nice boys.' Nat looked gratified at the remark and smiled in a way that made his thin face very pleasant. He did not know what to say next, so the two stood staring at one another in friendly silence till the little girl came up with her doll in her arms.' She was very like Demi, only not so tall, and had a rounder, rosier face and blue eyes. "'This is my sister Daisy,' announced Demi, as if presenting a rare and precious creature. The children nodded to one another, and the little girl's face dimpled with pleasure as she said affably, "'I hope you'll stay. We have such good times here, don't we, Demi?' "'Of course we do. That's what Aunt Jo has Plumfield for.' It seems a very nice place indeed, observed Nat, feeling that he must respond to these amiable young persons. It's the nicest place in the world, isn't it, Demi? said Daisy, who evidently regarded her brother as authority on all subjects. No, I think Greenland, where the icebergs and seals are, is more interesting. But I'm fond of Plumfield, and it is a very nice place to be in, returned Demi, who was interested just now in a book on Greenland. He was about to offer to show Nat the pictures and explain them when the servant returned, saying, with a nod toward the parlor door, All right, you are to stop. I'm glad. Now come to Aunt Jo. And Daisy took him by the hand with a pretty protecting air, which made Nat feel at home at once. Demi returned to his beloved book while his sister led the newcomer into a back room where a stout gentleman was frolicking with two little boys on the sofa and a thin lady was just finishing the letter which she seemed to have been rereading. Here he is, Auntie, cried Daisy. So this is my new boy. I am glad to see you, my dear, and hope you'll be happy here, said the lady, drawing him to her and stroking back the hair from his forehead with a kind hand and a motherly look, which made Nat's lonely little heart yearn towards her. 
She was not at all handsome, but she had a merry sort of face that never seemed to have forgotten certain childish ways and looks any more than her voice and manner had. And these things, hard to describe but very plain to see and feel, made her a genial, comfortable kind of person, easy to get on with, and generally jolly, as boys would say. She saw the little tremble of Nat's lips as she smoothed his hair, and her keen eyes grew softer. But she only drew the shabby figure nearer and said, laughing, "'I am Mother Bear. That gentleman is Father Bear, and these are the two little bears. Come here, boys, and see Nat.' The three wrestlers obeyed at once, and the stout man, with a chubby child on each shoulder, came up to welcome the new boy." Rob and Teddy merely grinned at him, but Mr. Bear shook hands, and pointing to a low chair near the fire, said in a cordial voice, "'There is a place already for thee, my son. Sit down and dry thy wet feet at once.' "'Wet? So they are. My dear, off with your shoes this minute, and I'll have some dry things ready for you in a jiffy.' cried Mrs. Bear, bustling about so energetically that Nat found himself in the cozy little chair with dry socks and warm slippers on his feet before he would have had time to say Jack Robinson if he had wanted to try. He said, "'Thank you, ma'am,' instead, and said it so gratefully that Mrs. Bear's eyes grew soft again, and she said something merry because she felt so tender, which was a way she had. These are Tommy Bang's slippers, but he never will remember to put them on in the house, so he shall not have them. They are too big, but that's all the better. You can't run away from us so fast as if they fitted. I don't want to run away, ma'am. And Nat spread his grimy little hands before the comfortable blaze with a long sigh of satisfaction. That's good. Now I am going to toast you well and try to get rid of that ugly cough. How long have you had it, dear? "'asked Mrs. Bear as she rummaged in her big basket for a strip of flannel. "'All winter. I got cold, and it wouldn't get better somehow. "'No wonder, living in that damp cellar with hardly a rag to his poor dear back,' "'said Mrs. Bear in a low tone to her husband, "'who was looking at the boy with a skillful pair of eyes "'that marked the thin temples and feverish lips, "'as well as the hoarse voice and frequent fits of coughing,' "'that shook the bent shoulders under the patched jacket. "'Robin, my man, trot up to Nursie "'and tell her to give thee the cough-bottle and the liniment,' "'said Mr. Bear, after his eyes had exchanged telegrams with his wives. "'Nat looked a little anxious at the preparations, "'but forgot his fears in a hearty laugh "'when Mrs. Bear whispered to him with a droll look. "'Hear my rogue Teddy try to cough. "'The syrup I am going to give you has some honey in it, "'and he wants some.' "'Little Ted was red in the face with his exertions by the time the bottle came "'and was allowed to suck the spoon after Nat had manfully taken a dose "'and had the bit of flannel put about his throat. "'These first steps toward a cure were hardly completed "'when a great bell rang and a loud tramping through the hall announced supper. "'Bashful Nat quaked at the thought of meeting many strange boys, "'but Mrs. Bear held out her hand to him, and Rob said patronizingly, "'Don't be afraid. I'll take care of you.' Twelve boys, six on a side, stood behind their chairs, "'prancing with impatience to begin, "'while the tall flute-playing youth was trying to curb their ardor. 
but no one sat down till Mrs. Bear was in her place behind the teapot with Teddy on her left and Nat on her right. This is our new boy, Nat Blake. After supper, you can say how do you do. Gently, boys, gently. As she spoke, everyone stared at Nat and then whisked into their seats, trying to be orderly and failing utterly. The bears did their best to have the lads behave well at mealtimes and generally succeeded pretty well, for their rules were few and sensible, and the boys, knowing that they tried to make things easy and happy, did their best to obey. But there are times when hungry boys cannot be repressed without real cruelty, and Saturday evening, after a half-holiday, was one of those times. Dear little souls, do let them have one day in which they can howl and racket and frolic to their heart's content. A holiday isn't a holiday without plenty of freedom and fun. And they shall have full swing once a week. Mrs. Bear used to say when prim people wondered why banister sliding, pillow fights, and all manner of jovial games were allowed under the once decorous roof of Plumfield. It did seem at times as if the aforesaid roof was in danger of flying off, but it never did, for a word from Father Bear could at any time produce a lull, and the lads had learned that liberty must not be abused. So, in spite of many dark predictions, the school flourished, and manners and morals were insinuated without the pupils exactly knowing how it was done. Nat found himself very well off behind the tall pitchers, with Tommy Bangs just round the corner and Mrs. Bear close by to fill up plate and mug as fast as he could empty them. "'Who is that boy next to the girl down at the other end?' whispered Nat to his young neighbor under cover of a general laugh. "'That's Demi Brook. Mr. Bear is his uncle.' "'What a queer name. His real name is John, but they call him Demi John because his father is John, too.' That's a joke, don't